Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Guys, you're listening to Stu's Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. You're listening to Stu's Wrestling Podcast. It's time for British Wrestling's Sharpshooter, your host, Stu Palmer. Welcome, it is episode 85 and my guest today is H. Hydri, but you will know him most notably as wrestler, the Middle Eastern millionaire, Sheikh El Sham. H has been one of the top wrestlers on the UK circuit, he's been booked far and wide. You get to hear about him developing the Middle Eastern millionaire moniker, building up with that, taking on Impact's Moose at Preston City Wrestling in 2019. H also says about backstage etiquette with veterans of pro wrestling. He also talks about the in-ring psychology and telling a story in a wrestling match too. He's ahead of year in the school here in the UK. You'll get to hear about that. He's also gone into film and TV. He's done some stuff for Netflix. There is a big project as well due to come out on Prime Video. He's been doing script reads for season one of that show. You'll get to hear about that. So, without further ado, my guest this week is the Middle Eastern millionaire, Sheikh El Sham, also known as by his real name, H. Hydri. Enjoy. My guest this afternoon, we're back in the UK finally as well. We've been in the US for quite a while with our guests. It is good to have some homegrown talent on Stu's Wrestling Podcast today. It is H. Hydri, but you will know him also as Sheikh El Sham. How's it going, H? Hey, thanks so much for having me, Stu. It's an absolute pleasure to be on, mate. It's really good to see you. You're looking well, mate. You're looking well. I know now we're looking at, there's a time frame now with shows starting back up on the wrestling yeah. circuit. How, how are you feeling about that? I know a lot of people have said, what have you done in the pandemic, this, that and the other, but we won't focus on that because now I think we're going to be making some headway with scheduling with shows, aren't we? 
Oh, definitely. There's a huge buzz in there going around at the minute. Uh, you know, you see it on social media. Everybody's always, everybody's now talking about coming back, and and I think the fans are excited. The wrestlers are definitely. I'm, I'm definitely excited. I'm just looking forward to. It's been a long. It's been a long slog since anybody's done anything. Um, so it's just going to be so good to, to be back out there and just enjoy yourself and do what everybody loves, you know. When's your, when's your first booking? Where's the first show for you, man? So mine is actually on the 28th and 29th of um, uh, May of this month. Um, so that's that's all for, for All Star. So, you know, I'm again, I'm, I'm looking forward to going back over and working for All Star because uh, they, they gave me quite a bit. They gave, they gave me my break as well. Um, just looking forward to working with people like, you know, Dean Olmark and, and James Mason. Uh, you, can only, you can only learn from the best kind of yourself. Absolutely. They don't get enough praise then too for what they've Definitely. done and for the number of years they've done it. But yeah, that's cool to hear that All Star will be the first shows. Also, I'm going to be on commentary for Superstar Pro. And also, yeah. you're, you're training, you're one of the trainers at the Claw Training School as well, with Jay Apter and, and Dave Faulkner and everyone there. So there's so much going on, but I look forward to calling your match with Superstar with Mike Angus. Oh, mate, honestly, it's, it's, it's going to be such an honour again. Um, to any, anything to sort of when I work with sort of Jay, I've, I've not had, <clears throat> unfortunately... I've never had the chance previously to sort of work with Jay, but we've always, I've always kept in touch with him. Uh, at the time, I was going to do some work for him. That's when I did my injury a couple of years ago, so we had to knock that on the head. But uh, Jay and both sort of Dave, top top guys, um, really well respected in, in, in the business and out of the business. Um, Superstar Pro, I can't wait because it's fresh, it's brand new mm. on the scene. Um, and I just feel as though by being there from the beginning, I can contribute an input to all the way to the end. Um, and then again, with sort of claw, um, again, I, I, as you know, sure, I've, I've not been in, in, in the business long, but with my sort of coaching and teaching background, it, it's very helpful for me to transition the skill into then sharing best practice for, for especially new, new beginners and existing sort of trainees in the business. It's incredible with Claw because you've got, you've, got, you've got Lizzie, you've got Lizzie there, a wealth of experience now, you know, one of the main females on the circuit. Dino, Dean Allmark goes about saying, doesn't it? Dave, yeah. and then your style. So there's just four different styles there. And it's going to be amazing for guys that are going to be coming in and training. What, what a hot bed of talent, you know, you guys being the trainers. Definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm def I, I definitely sort of... Um... Like I said, it's it's an honour to be part of that team, um, and I'm sure I'll, I'll be sort of learning a lot. For me, for me, you know, Lizzie's what she is the best. She's the best female on the on the independent scene at the minute. Um, and again, sort of with Dean Allmark, I mean, he speaks for himself, doesn't he? Do you know what I mean? It's just, I don't think anybody can see. See, Dean Allmark, I've had this conversation before. It reminds me of the Mister Perfect of the UK. Do you know what I mean? And he's, he's yeah, <laughs> and, I'm with you. And he's absolutely brilliant. And then obviously, uh, Dave Faulkner, I don't, I don't think anybody can even touch to sort of 
his ability and, and, and sort of his experience, what he's had. So, honestly, absolutely blessed to be sort of part of that team and um, hopefully can input and, and share the practice that, that I've picked up along the way. I've noticed as well, going back to you, in terms of your, your wrestling bookings, P PCW, the show in September, you're front and centre on the poster, oh. H. <laughs> how, how cool is that? You got Doug Williams on there, Chris Masters, yeah. to name a few. How how was that being front and center on that poster? I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, it, it's it's honestly got it. The only way I can explain it is it's absolutely mind boggling because um, when I came into wrestling, I came in a lot later than everybody else. Um, I played and coached a lot of football uh, before I came into wrestling. Um, so I was brand new to it, and PCW was was one of the first sort of places that I approached, being closer to me at the time. Trained there, um, and they gave me they they gave me my break. They, I class them as putting me. They put me on the map in that sense. Um, and then I remember a lot of you know the caliber of, of, of talent that they'd have coming in and out. Uh, you know, and I, I'd just be watching with amazement and almost startled by the sort of starstruck, you could call it. Um, and then just to kind of recently notice and, and see the poster come out yesterday and see myself right at the front. Um, honestly, it's just a feeling that I can't ex I can't explain. I was I was just just a, very emotional, actually. Do you know what I mean? To again with the people that are on that poster. Um, you know, it's again, it's a blessing. I would class it. It's your, it's testament to your hard work. I know you're modest. You're a modest guy, but it's testament to you. It's testament to you. You know, in the short time, you, you say it's been quite short. Your career so far, it, amazing. I, I, well done, well done to no, you. I appreciate mate. that. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. And and, and again, it's um, again, I just look forward to, to again working with. You know yourself. I'm like again. I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I know we we sort of met on one of these sort of other shows that we did. Yeah. Sort of right. Yeah. It was fantastic. To see. Um, so I'm just looking forward to kind of branch out and and just pick up new and also actually uh, just trying to trying to showcase some abilities that people have not seen me do in the ring yet because I'm always working very very um, strictly character gimmick based. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people become under the illusion um, that, oh, maybe he can't wrestle this way or he can't wrestle that way. But I've always said I, I would never kind of reveal all my cards at once. I'd always like to drip feed people and think, oh, what's he got rest? What's what's he got next in the tank, you know? So I think maybe now would be the time actually to go on to that. Developing the Shake Al Champ character, how, how long, you know, cultivating that, from like you know when you first started out to like getting it to that you know, oh, scenario of that character. Yeah, it's. I'll be honest, it's a bit. The thing is, originally the character came from a cross between um, Prince Nazim Hamid, the boxer, <laughs> uh, and Floyd Mayweather. So I literally just trying to combine the sort of both of them together. Now um, I never ever wanted to go down the uh, religious side of stuff. Purely because, you know, there's too much red tape involved. Uh, you know, there's a lot of events. Uh, I, I didn't want to cause any offence to anybody or anything like that. Um, and I think it, it, there was a point in my head where I was thinking, how can I 
how am I going to be able to develop the character after I've showcased him for about five or six months? People are good. Like they've come across so many sort of rich sort of guys. Um, but I just keep finding sort of brand new things to keep myself updated. And I think it's very important for a, for a character, for a gimmick to do that. Um, so again, I mean, I, I can let you into this, Joey, you know what I mean? So this time sort of, when the comeback, when we all come back to wrestling, I can really go down the side of sort of the Hollywood shake gimmick because I've I've done the acting. I've, I've, Absolutely. I'm in the. Do, do you know what I mean? So, is it? Do you come? Does it come like all in one go? Thinking developing the character, or has it took a long time piecing it together? Do you over? Do you overthink it sometimes? Developing it, um, or, do you, or do you keep it? You know, you, you manage to get it all how how you like it straight away. I think it's you know what it's, all, it's always difficult to get stuff first time. It, it, it's it's so hard. It's so difficult. Um, and I think inst but at the beginning, I, I, at the beginning, I knew exactly how I wanted the character to come across. Um, the character kind of then took a little bit of a swerve and and a movement in a way which I didn't expect, and that was purely because of just because of the reactions. I wasn't always getting the instant booze after a while. Um, the booze started to turn a little bit like, it's a little bit of cheers, oh, actually, he's quite funny, or he's quite okay, he's quite, he's quite a cool guy. Um, and then that's why I started updating sort of the gear, what the shake would wear, what the shake would go and do, where the fast cars come into it, um, you know, dining out, and, and, and then sort of the comedy side can, you can slowly bring that into it from such a serious gimmick to a bit of comedy coming in. It's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I honestly, this is, this is, I think, do you think people speaking of gimmicks and stuff like that sometimes, do you think people do over, overthink it sometimes and, and put, you know, if that I'll, makes I'll sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think there's pressure on a lot of wrestlers, especially the younger wrestlers at the minute. Um, we, I think you've got, and again, I'd love to sort of know your opinion on this as well. So I think what I find is, is, is the sort of two sides, or a few sides, you could call it. You've got a side where you've got technically brilliant, gifted wrestlers, just so talented, absolutely super, like great technicians, um, but they won't have a gimmick or a character. Then you have the other side who have all gimmick, all character. Um, and I don't want to say are crap in the ring, but maybe not as good mm -hmm. as what they're technically gifted are. And I think you always want to be able to slot on both. You want to be able to manoeuvre into both. You want to be technically sound, and you also need to have a strong character and gimmick. And where people get lost in the shuffle for me is where they're just a standard guy in trunks, guy or girl, sorry, in ring attire, um, that's generic, um, and don't showcase any interaction with the audience. I don't, I'd love to know your opinion, to be fair, in that sense. I think it's, it's just so hard the way I look at it. I've got like an old-fashioned mentality, fan, fan perspective now, because I've never wrestled, you know. Um, I think it's things have been done, so many things have been done, especially in the last 25, 30 years. It's hard to come out and come up with something original. Yeah. But that's the beauty of it. If you can get a character, H, if you can, you know, 
invest in it like yourself and there's believability it can be done it can still be done there's going to be ways that a character's not being done and you know Definitely. we all look Definitely. at we all look at the pinnacle don't we the attitude era as it as yeah. it pertains to you know i think wrestling ability is a lot better now but the, yep. the, the characters are not as good it would yeah and that, I think, that's the way i look I, at it yeah, and I, I totally agree with you in regards to sort of, I think there is people that do kind of overthink about their character gimmick. And I think for me, I, I think Shakes actually, it, again, I, you know, you hear this quite a lot and a lot of wrestlers will say this, but it's it should be sort of you times a thousand or times a hundred, whatever people. And I'll be honest with you, it, it, if I look at the Shakes character deep, the re the reason why some of the stuff works because it genuinely comes from me. Um, do you know what I mean? Kind of being brought up in 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 an Asian household, who was uh, from quite a well-off father, um, sent to private school. Do you know what I mean? Was told that he needed to have an education. Was given elocution lessons. I know you can't tell now. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in, in that and, and then obviously you know it, it kind of then I thought actually you know I've got a little bit of meat here that I can start you know applying to um, and adding to in terms of and I think that's where the best sort of gimmicks and sort of characters that's where they appear um, the ones that do sort of overthink and want to go a little bit too wild you'll, you'll, you'll notice that they'll die out a lot quicker um, and then people are always rejigging or actually just kind of uh, just reinventing themselves from from the beginning rather than developing an ongoing character what do you think of modern wrestling that we see now obviously the big the big leagues per se when you watch do you get do you get time to watch it i know you're busy you're ahead of year in the school you know that's that's you, you do that you're in the gym the wrestling's coming back do you get time do you get time to watch the current product? I, I, if I'm honest, uh, I'll catch, maybe sometimes I'll catch some of the highlights. I'll catch some of the <clears throat> NXT UK stuff, NXT, some of the AEW and the, the, the road, SmackDown, some of it. Uh, but I, I like to do sort of, uh, in my spare time, I do a lot of research and on the old school British style wrestling uh, and then the old school sort of, um, the... Um, the attitude area and, and watch some of the watch some of the undercard matches which people would not acknowledge. You know, if you watch stuff like and, and again I'm gonna be showing my age here now to you, but if you watch if you watch some of the matches from Takamichinoku or Mark Merrill and Steve Blackman and, and Ken Sherman, they had some great matches on the undercard. Absolutely. And and, and them matches them matches you would put in main events now. Mm -hmm. And 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 you look back and you think my gosh, how did I miss this when I was growing up? Then you realise you were just addicted to the stories that was going on. <laughs> Steve Blackman, just to go on to him, just to put a little bit of onus on him. He was yeah. legit. He was legit. You hear about him now? That yeah. guy could kick your ass. Absolutely, like, well-skilled in, in mixed martial arts. 
And uh, then they put, you know, they put him in that head cheese gimmick with Al Snow when he's walking around with the cheese on his head. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, it's just crazy. But I think, like, going back to Ken Shamrock, because I've spoken about this before on, on, yeah. on previous shows I've had. Ken Shamrock was fresh straight in. When you think he fought Michaels for the belt in the December, they only brought him in in the March of 1997. Yeah, and he yeah. did. He did. He did. He did amazing. And you know, I didn't know what UFC was at that point because we, yeah, we, we didn't get it. We did not get it. I know it started in '93, but yeah, as you say, your mid card guys back then, like you say, they they could be. They could have easily been top of the card, easily as well. And and you know, you you watch, you know, you watch some of the sort of tag team matches, and then even if you go back a little bit further. And you watch your million dollar man's and you and you watch your Mr. Perfects. Um and, and even sort of at, at the time he was wrestling with a one two one two three kid versus Brett the Hitman Hart. What an what an exceptional match that was. And you see some of the you see some of the moves in there and you think, that is that is fantastic. Um and then obviously you you fast forward to today um and you think Imagine them matches on today. People would be, people would be, you know, standing ovations for matches like that. So, who who do you like more currently? Which guys, when you do get a chance, who who, who jumps out the screen at you as oh. as a talent? You know, an all rounder, someone who's got the gimmick, has got the move set, can tell a story in the ring. Um, I think look, just you know what, there's there's for me there's there's quite a lot. There's quite a lot at the minute, but again, it's 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 one of those whether they, it's whether they've you know been given the sort of opportunity. I mean, we're all a lot of the big names are all aware. I mean, and we look at look at people like Chris Jericho. He's just he's just been able to just reinvent, evolve for every single through every single time, um, and it's something that never really you, you don't get bored of watching him. You know what I mean? Um, to people like that. But, you know, especially some of the young people, some of the young ones that are coming through now at the minute um, on NXT UK, I think it's fantastic to see some of them, especially from the UK in terms of people that are coming through there. Um, it was lovely. It was lovely to see Rampage Brown on there because for me, he's, he's, he's class. He's absolute class. And I think he should have he should have been signed many, many years ago in my personal opinion. Um but yeah, just you know, just, just a lot, there's a lot of guys and girls I think that are doing really well. It's been amazing. It's good to see Shaw Samuels as well. Oh, definitely. It's great. Yeah. It's great to see him on you know showcase there. Years doing it, doing it for so many years, and uh, you know, see, it will bear fruit. It will bear fruit for people, won't it? Eventually, it's the it's the it's the grind. I think, as they say, and the great, that's it. And the great thing about Shaw is he's been able to carry his character through into NXT UK and and I'll be honest that's that's why he's so he's so shy so good at what he does is because I was quite blessed actually because Shah took me under his wing when I sort of first started um, and he was able to tell me about the timings and, and how important it is to show out especially especially when you're working a heel when you're working as a heel to show out at the times and, and the levels that you need to Kind of and the gears you need to change when you're in that ring. So when I watch sort of Shaw Samuel's on there, I just think he's he's just he's such a good fit for it. It's unbelievable. 
Who, growing up, you said about, we were saying about, touched upon tag team wrestling there. Some tag teams that, that you've enjoyed over the years. So, over the years, um, when it comes to sort of tag team, like I said, I watched a lot of the attitude era. Um, as I was sort of growing up, um, you know, at the times it was what the Hardy Boys, you had the Headbangers, the New Age Outlaws were coming through, which were brilliant, absolutely brilliant. For me, they were the all-rounders, and I'm not surprised that they were sort of pushed to them. They were strapped, the Rockets were just strapped on them. And the great thing about them, they were just, they were, at the, before they were put together, they were on so different paths. You know what I mean? And I, I, and all sort of, uh, Billy Gunn, Billy Guns did have a lot of tag team experience prior to it, uh, but once they were put together, it's who I had the opportunity to speak to Billy Gunn about about the sort of tag teaming stuff, and he just said he said the way me and sort of um, me and the Road Dog clicked, he said it, it just felt so natural, um, and as you know, she is in terms of how good Road Dog is on the mic. You know, um, and Billy just said, I just kind of fit in easily because I, I was able to put my charisma and my athleticism over when he'd do all the talking. So it was just a perfect fit. They made they made the mistake with, with, with DX. You know, when they broke them up, so it would have been around 99, wouldn't it? And then in the back end of 99, they were back together. Everyone was, yeah. Triple H went off to China, didn't into the corporation and stuff like that. Yeah. For me, for me, there was still more, they should have kept them going. They should have kept yeah. you know. I know initially they had them as heels, and then they got they got so over, and they had the crowd oh, reaction. Yeah. It was just like it's just brilliant, brilliant. Attitude Era is not my favourite time personally. I'm more yeah. uh, I'm more really nineties. I I, I I love the Attitude Era, but I, yeah. I loved I loved it. Uh, like you know, you're saying about Million Dollar Man. I <laughs> I I hated him <laughs> as as a kid. As a kid, I hated yeah. him. I was always Ultimate, Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior H. Everyone said, were you Hogan or Warrior? Uh, warrior, yeah. absolutely. And uh, Bret Hart to this day. Bret Hart, just timeless. Timeless, the matches with Bret. So were, were you a fan of sort of the tag team as well? With it? Was it with the Anvil and Bret? Oh, yeah. yeah. Hart Foundation, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It was just chock to, to the nines. The, the tag division back then, like Demolition, when the Nasty Boys came in more latterly, Powers, of, Powers of Pain, H. Yeah, um, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna miss, I'm gonna miss people off. I like like the Killer Bees, Brian oh, Blair, yeah. Brian Blair, and then, you had, then you had the Brainbusters in there as well. Yeah, you? You know when they came you? over, when they came, yeah. that, that got cut short a little bit. I know, uh, I know, uh, I'm trying to think of his name now. It's gone. Tully Blanchard had his demons, I think, didn't he? And they, yeah. they, they binned yeah. him off. But, yeah, superb, superb. Then. Yeah, absolutely. It was good, good, uh, good, good speaking about the old times, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Cool. Now, I was doing some research earlier today, mate, and I didn't, yeah. know, I didn't know you'd taken on Moose in PCW. <laughs> That's right, yeah. I was like, oh, my days. Oh. Like, you know, I'd see matches... That's like, I've unearthed this gem, you and Moose. How was that? Because he's a physical, he's very physical. So how, how was yeah, it pitting your wits so, against the man, the calibre of Moose? Mate, I'll, honestly, I'll, I'll be honest with you. How that sort of worked out was, um, I had no idea I was wrestling Moose until the morning of the show. 
Um, yeah, all I was told, all I was told is, because um, because I was I was green as I mean I'm green now. I class myself as green now, but then I was I was flipping green as man, um, and I was told um, literally in the morning as I got to the venue, everyone was saying who they've got who. I was like. Hang on, why is, am I not booked today? It looks like my name's not on the list because all the trainees and all the new guys and girls were in some sort of rumble, were in some sort of battle royal. And I thought, oh, it's all right, it'll, it'll be all right. Because, you know what I mean? I was very, very nervous. The booker comes over to me and the promoter at the time and they said to me, um, H, um, make sure um, make sure you, you're in um, top condition. I was like, yeah, I always am in top condition. Um, well, you're in the road to glory tournament with Moose. What? So straight away, <laughs> straight away, I'm caught off guard. Um, and I just after that, I just remember being so nervous, walking back and forth, waiting. I was waiting for Moose to get there. Um, soon as he get, soon as he get, uh, soon as he got there, he's a, he's a big guy, man. He's, he's a big, yeah. big guy, you know? <laughs> so, um, I think I was a little bit startled by his size. And, you know, I didn't realise how big he was. <laughs> um, so, as, as, soon as, as soon as he got there, I kind of jumped on him and, and he, he kind of thought, I think he would have been like, who the heck is this guy? Is this guy wanted to sign something? Is he a fan or something? Because just the way I went up to him. I was like, oh, we, you know, we're, working, we're working together. We're working together. What do you want to do? Um, is there anything you want me to do? And I'll be honest with you, the guy was so, so polite, uh, absolute gent. He looked after me all the way through that match. But man, the guy hits hard. I tell you, I know. He, he, uh, he totally hits hard. Um, it was so nice of him to be so patient and, and talk, talk through as many times I wanted to talk through. Uh, he kept me going through the match as well. Um, but yeah, as soon as I took that first chop off him, um, I, th I thought my heart had stopped. I generally thought my heart had stopped beating because his hands are so big. But yeah, what a what a mind blowing experience that was. Honestly, it's, um, I was so grateful and thankful. Um, and do you know what? That was the actual first time the shake actually got like. Uh, a, a, a sort of a standing ovation yeah. or an applause after a match which at the end of the match I was very sort of like how do I play this now I'm still in I'm still sort of the shake I don't really want them to cheer but at the same time I don't want them to kind of shut up because I appreciate that they've appreciated me having this match with Moose so. that, that is that's the beauty right there where you're a heel you're a heel, but you could be face. You yeah. know, I know, I know. Heel and face is different these days. You know, you can be, you can be a bad guy and still be loved and cheered and all, all that. But yeah, that that's the beauty of it. But did you, did you lay it in? Obviously, with Moose laying it in on you, because he surely wanted you to lay it back. He wanted it back, surely. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so I've obviously been, been very, very green. Very, very green at the time. You're always kind of have this in your head where you don't want to go in too hard with someone because 
you might get cold or you're stiff and you might get it in the back when you go back. Especially, is this, there's an import, there's someone that's come over, someone who's so highly sort of regarded in, in, in the business. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure he was, he, he was holding some title at Impact at the time. Uh, I can't remember which title it was that he was holding it, but, but uh, I thought the last thing I want to do is, 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 you know, just clock him. <laughs> I don't want to clock him. In the, uh, but he was saying to me that, throw him in, throw him in a little bit more harder. And I, I tried, and when we got into the back, he was like, you know you could have hit me harder. And I was like, mm. <laughs> I didn't really want to, I didn't really want to hit you harder than that. Do you know what I mean? Because you don't know, do you? You know no. what I mean? Someone can tell you. It's, Someone can say to you, hit me harder. Yeah. But, and if you go in sort of full capacity and they're like, oh, not that hard. I always wonder with you guys, like psychology and stuff, just, how, how is it, you know, grasping psychology in the ring? Because a lot I, of people talk about that and telling the story. How do you find that aspect of it with pro wrestling? You know what? That's, I'll be honest with you, that's the bit that kind of, I was attracted to initially. Do you know, like when you're a kid and, and, and you watch a magician and you're, 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 you're dazzled by the magic tricks, but I was always a kid that wanted to know how them tricks were done rather than, oh, that magic trick's cool. I just wanted to know how it were done, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, and, and, and in terms of within wrestling, I was, I, I was so mesmerized by the sort of storytelling aspect of thinking, Oh my gosh! You've got three people in there because I include the referee because I think they they play a big part as well. And you've got three people in there who are able to to have you on the edge of your seat from uh, from putting on a performance, utilizing a sport. And I just think, wow, what a concept that is! Um, so, in terms of for me, I've always wanted to be. I love to have the people uh, guessing in terms of, instead of predicting, because now wrestling, I think what's happening is a lot of the fans know what's coming mm -hmm. uh, in certain shows. Uh, and, and I like to throw them off a little bit and try to give them surprises. Like, oh, you didn't expect that, did you? Um, so that's what I try to play around with a little bit of psychology now and try and make them think they know what's coming next. But then all of a sudden, you kind of hit them with something um, and they're like, whoa, we've never seen that before. Oh, hang on a minute. Why has that not gone to this next bit? Um, and I think that's important. It's definitely important where we need to give that sort of surprise, that shock, that factor again to the people who are watching. I take away from that, it's like the layers the layers of it that you need to have. Hey, you hear about you hear about guys just not hitting it on psychology, you know, from top end, top level guys. So I just yeah, I wanted to ask you that H just to I'm always mesmerized by what's, that side of it. Yeah, what's like so in terms of sort of psychology what what what's your understanding? If I were to say to you in terms of understanding of sort of psychology and wrestling, as 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 you obviously watching it for many years and now you see you you you've done bits and bats and you started come you're starting some commentary and you've done commentary before no of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you I've told Jay I was panicking at first and yeah. he, he's like you'll be alright you'll be alright lad I said look if I'm doing stuff wrong you need to tell me uh, I'm only basing it off what I've heard 
And like, you know, I turned around to Angus and I said, oh, you know, I'll be like Bobby Heenan. I could never be like Bobby Heenan. I could, <laughs> but that's, that's yeah. what I'd like to do with it, you know. Uh, but no, I've never commentated, believe it or not. It was, always, it was always something I wanted to do. I wanted to be a football commentator years ago when I was a yeah, kid. Yeah, but this is what I was going to say to you from when I spoke to you previously. And, and yeah. obviously I've been speaking to you like, you're great. Uh, you're, like, you're such a great analyst. You analyse stuff so well. Um, thank you, and, thank and, you. And how... How you how you you know it's how you come across and how you carry yourself, and obviously I've watched a lot of your sort of podcasts before, and I think it is a big difference in terms of a lot of other podcasts out there and compared to yours, where I genuinely feel that people you know the, the questions that you ask is it's actually getting right down to the bones rather than just skimming over the top. Um, so I'm just really sort of intrigued in, in terms of what. In a psychology aspect, right, the way I, I could be wrong here, my, this is my perception of it, where, where you, um, in, in a match where you work a body part, say, yeah. uh, am I right here? I don't know. You, you tell me if I'm wrong. You know, uh, say, say uh, Bret Hart's come down to the ring. His leg uh, from a previous match isn't right. So he's in there with Owen Hart. So Owen Hart worked the leg. Then he went ground-based. I don't know. I'm probably not hitting the market. Yeah, with those, no, like, no, no, spot on. Is, yeah, that, I, is, that, just, is that correct there? That's how I perceive it. Then the fans yeah, see there's a story as to why he's, he's doing that. Yeah, spot on. And this is, again, this is part of, part of the psychology side of it. It is. It's telling us, it's telling the story. And, and, and for me, it's always, for, so I'll give you an example. So, if I were to hit a suplex, surely my back's going to be a little bit hurt as well as a person that I've suplexed. That, for me, is psychology. Do you know what I mean? Sell. Sell the bump. Sell that. Absolutely. You see guys getting up too fast. Where years ago, yeah, as you say, I'd take that. No, no, 100%. 100%. I jumped Do you know what there. I mean? So, it's, yeah. it's and, and again, it doesn't, again, it doesn't have to be sort of your first suplex, but, Especially as the match goes on, fatigue's going to kick in. You've hit, you've hit the ring a lot of times. You know, you've bumped a lot of times. You are going to pick up niggles. You know what I mean? Surely, if you've been taking a beating in what we call the heat, you've been taking a beating. And then all of a sudden, you get nowadays, and I've seen this a lot, and I guess it's true, if you watch, if you watch some, of the, some of the matches now recently, and especially on the independent scene, the guys and girls, oh, mate, they're like Superman as soon as it's time to come back. But you're thinking to yourself, for the last six minutes, that guy's just been working on your back. Dogging you, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'd even, even like psychology in a promo. H. Look Definitely. At, uh, I'll say the best, the best promo guy, I think, still to this day, soft-spoken doing it, but he was spiteful as a heel as well. I know his face for a while. Jake Roberts. Jake Roberts, that's how you hit a promo. And I think, you know, you look at AEW now, he's obviously in, in with AEW with uh, Lance Archer there. And you, what a wealth of experience. Like, you know, as much as psychology in the ring, but it was his psychology out the ring. He was, yeah, he's, he's just, he's just, the guy was so good. He was so good, you know what I mean? You, you, you should be able to bring people in with, because at the time, you're right, everybody would shout. Everybody would yeah. shout at the camera, wouldn't yeah. they? Um, and a lot of the times, you know, you, you, you didn't really know what they were shouting about. Um, 
And then you had Jake, Jake the Snake, who you'd automatically you'd be switched on because you're like, hang on a minute, he's not shouting. He's actually talking in a bad way. But then you'd see the emotions on his face, through his eyes. He'd lock you in with his eyes. Uh, and then you'd have, there was a, then, then it became a time where the cameraman would genuinely just focus straight on Jake the Snake's face and cut out me and Gene altogether. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's how it was. But no, I totally, totally agree. Um, nowadays, people just do promos just for the sake of, oh, I want to be able to do a promo on someone. Um, with all due respect, I mean, I, I, I practice promos quite a lot, if I'm honest with you. Um, I cut promos on the kids uh, at, at sort of school. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? What do, they, like, what do they think of Mr. Hyde? Do you like when you're in that? Oh, uh, uh, the wrestler, do they, are they blown away by the fact you'd wrestle? Yeah, I think it gives me quite a lot of credibility, especially at this, this school. It was, um, this, obviously, this new role that I've taken as head of year. Yeah. They love, they love the fact that they're head of year as a wrestler. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's all I get. I get like, parents asking to speak to me. Oh, can we speak to the wrestler teacher? Do you know what I mean? That's, that's, no. that's all I get. Well. Hold on a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, I, 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 I like how they've sort of responded to it because there's, there's the respect aspect there. And I think they appreciate that I do something else in my sort of, in my time away from work and I'm not just, you know, um, I'm not just doing nothing. Um, but again, yeah, so the promo side of stuff, I'll, I'll always practice. And, and, you know, luckily I've been, you know, I'm blessed to speak a few few different languages, and I've been yeah. been practicing in different languages um, at the minute as well. And I think you should be able to cut a promo on absolutely anything. Uh, it could be something something tangible like a table or another person who you're going to be in a match with. That's perfect. That's perfect. I want to get on to you now. One thing I really like to hear about is etiquette backstage at shows. And I've heard I've heard of a lot of guys stateside. Some guys don't even like shake hands with people. I don't know if it, if you've ever experienced that or seen it. And then also as well, people not asking vets questions about how you know how to do this, how to do that. I've heard a lot of that, you know, over over doing over the course of doing this podcast. H. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a massive thing, Stuart. It's a massive thing. Um, I think so. Just sort of coming from a footballing background, as as you'll know as well, being a football fan, um, yeah, there's time and a place to have a laugh with the lads in the changing room. But when you when you work or when you play for a semi-pro or a professional sort of club, there's there's no space for any disrespect or or um, just sort of yeah, you've got to be well mannered. That basically means keeping the changing rooms clean, shaking everybody's hand. It doesn't matter whether it's the guy who washes all the football tops, right, or whether it's the manager himself. And and I was able to carry this through into sort of wrestling, and I think I was lucky in that sense. So there is, and and I just thought it was nothing in terms of I'd always go into. I always go back to each in the room, introduce myself, shake hands, uh, before I even sit down and make myself comfortable. Um, and then obviously there's the aspect of you clean up after yourself, whether that's tape, 
whether that's bottles of drink or whatnot, keep a carrier bag. I always keep a carrier bag with me when I know I'm taking all my rubbish with me. Um, and for me, even till this day as well, I will always ask for feedback or ask for for, for the vets. Please, please, sir, may you uh, may you watch my match just to see if you can give me. Now, this is very important. This next bit is: please, can you give me areas of improvement? Rather than, can you tell me how fucking good I am? Sorry for swearing. <laughs> no, Sorry. you're right. We can put, <laughs> we put the expletive symbol on every episode, whether it's right. or not. You're all right. Sorry. You're fine. You can, you can. I was doing well up to then. Sorry. Uh, it's all right. No, it's no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, so, yeah. Rather than, can you uh, tell me how good I am? Because the point is, the the veterans. First of all, they're taking their time out to watch your match. Okay. Now I've seen, I've witnessed, I've witnessed this during backstage where you've had guys and girls who have asked veterans to watch their match. When they've asked them for feedback, they've not been happy with the feedback, so they've walked off in in a huff and a puff. And it's been very disrespectful. And I've thought to myself, I, I, I just, I just can't believe that you've done that. And what they're doing is, and they don't see this is they're shooting themselves in the foot. They're actually sort of spoiling their future opportunities because, as, as you know, sort of when you go into any business, the veterans are always going to talk to one another and they're going to know the promoters a lot more than we are as being brand new into it. Um, and I genuinely think respect is such a massive thing. Now, obviously, I refer to a lot of the veterans as a sir or mister with their surname. I'm not saying you have to do that. That's just the way I've personally been brought up. Um, but I think there's a lot of people now, and, and again, I don't want to point fingers, but a lot of the sort of youngsters that are coming through the sort of ranks where I think that's getting missed out at training. When they're training, they're getting missed. That's getting missed in terms of the manners, respect, etiquette, yeah. how you talk, how you communicate. The problem is nowadays with social media, they don't think they have to go up to someone and stick their hand out because they think, oh, now I'm on a show. I don't need to do that because I've made it onto a show. Um, but I just, I wish I could go to every training school and say, look, we still all bleed the same colour. We're all exactly the same. Do you know what I mean? Um, and, the, and, and the guys and girls, the veterans who have been there and opened the doors for us before that, them are the ones where you should put your head down and respect and 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 please ask for feedback in terms of areas of improvement. How can I excel at this? Is is there any advice you can give me on how to make this better? It's not just like you say. It's you've got to have everything, haven't you? With it, it's not just in and, the, it's not just in the ring, is it? It's the whole yeah. You've got to have the whole kit and caboodle, H. And uh, yeah, and and I think. This is why sometimes, you know, people can give 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 the business a bad name. Uh, and I'm I'm totally against that as well because the wrestling business is a beautiful business. It's, it's amazing and it's a privilege and honour to be in the business and be in that ring. Hence why you wipe your feet before you get in that ring. Um, you know, it's a respect thing. And and the thing is, wrestling doesn't need us. 
Do you know what I mean? We 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 need it more. It doesn't always anything. Um. So when I see certain certain people come in with sort of attitudes and and um and just some with disrespect, I always put it. I hope that it's just because they've not been taught. But then when you realise it's just blatant ignorance, it, it, it doesn't really go well with everybody else because everybody realises it. Thanks for answering that. You know, not not look. That wasn't a question, so like of a, as a, of a, as an expose of it. You know, I just wanted to no, know your opinion. Uh, it just, it's just, it's just common sense. I think that's what I take away. Yeah, it's and, common, and I love it's that. A com, it's a common sense thing, surely. Yeah, and I love that. I love the fact that you said that, Shane, because you know that that's that's the point that I'm trying to make. Because how much of it, you know, I've sat in, in an all star changing room with some legends, British wrestling legends. You know, you've got, you know, um, there's been sort of, um, Marty Jones has been sat there. You've got, you know, you, you've got people like James Mason, Dean Olmark, uh, Dan Littlewood, and, and people like that around you who have been wrestled everywhere. And I'm sat there. And with all due respect, Mouth closed, ears open. Because how much am I going to learn just by sat there and listening is more than I could ever learn by spending time on my phone or running my mouth about something what happened at the corner shop. <laughs> it's well, it's well put, and the I, I'll make a point of this part of the uh, the episode for the for youngsters coming into the business. With this definitely we'll, we'll make a clip out of this one just just etiquette down you know that that's it i think now would be a perfect time to talk about your film and tv <laughs> film and tv yeah. roles i don't know how you fit all this in you know <laughs> i mean i know i know the wrestling hasn't been going on per se but it will be yeah. how do you, you do it how do you do it all how do you oh mate it, it again and i think it was it this all sort of sparked where when obviously we went into sort of national lockdown and I was like, okay, now what do I do with my time now that wrestling's done? Um, ended up spending a lot of money and set up a home gym, <laughs> which was uh, which is quite good. So I was able to work out. Um, and I thought, right, what do I do with the rest of my time now? So I just got, I, I genuinely just got online and, 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 set up a, a little profile in regards to sort of acting and, and I thought, let's see what can come out of it. Um, I got a couple of gigs doing some music videos um, and, and, and I was uh, I worked as a, a security guard and a bouncer, lucky enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and, then, and then the sort of filming crew and the casting agents kind of saw my look in person and thought, oh, you'd be brilliant for this, this, and this, and kind of start throwing my name out. Uh, and it's almost like networking, isn't it, where you just kind of go and speak to people. Uh, did a couple of sort of modelling shoots as well. Um, and then that kind of transitioned into picking up a Netflix uh, series and as, as a small part. Um, and what, which the one I'm really looking forward to is the Amazon Prime series where table reads start next month, filming starts in December. Brilliant. Um, 
and and I'm really really looking forward to being part of that because that's um, it's all about demons and angels. Uh, so it's it's in a a really really sort of uh, fantasy style. Um, you could almost think Thor style series. Yeah. Um. So and, and the sort of the role that I've got is a um. They're sort of demons that are trapped in sort of uh, human bodies. So the guy that I've got, he's um, he's on death row at the minute. So he's in prison, um, and and his the 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 other the other sort of demons and angels are coming to ask him for sort of help because they need to protect planet Earth. Uh, he gives them the thumbs up as he comes out. He goes and does his own stuff. Um, so he's a bit of a bit of a heelish kind of guy. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of just. I kind of just matched the criteria that they wanted. They just wanted someone who was who was brown and jacked. And I thought, oh, that's all right. I'd say all them boxes. <laughs> winning, winning. Oh, that's amazing. You know, big, big productions, you know, with it being on Prime and obviously you've done Netflix stuff. Incredible, mate. Just yeah. uh, incredible. What will happen with, with school and stuff? Your, your, your day job, how can you work it around it? So luckily with this sort of, so this this Amazon Prime, like the Netflix one is I've just done it's literally did this little small part in Bio which again I'm really I'm really really grateful for it though really grateful because get, gets my foot in the door with with them, um, but with this Amazon Prime one obviously I made them aware that obviously I've got a full time job a minute so we're gonna work my scenes are gonna be worked around the school sort of setting in terms of my day, um, however. Because they've given me the whole of series one, if it's a success and then we go back for uh, the next three series, then maybe I'd, I'd have to kind of maybe get a little bit of time off sort of work and uh, surely, um, you know, I can have a chat with the boss and say, look, mate, you know, <laughs> I'm going to be on TV, mate. Do me a favour here, yeah? so... <laughs> That's cool, man. That's cool. Which, which actors have inspired you? In, in that side of things? Um, I'll be honest with you, I was a huge, uh, I, I was a huge sort of action fan when I was growing up, you know, I love, I love the Van Damme, the Schwarzeneggers, the, the, the Stallones, the, the um, you, you know, all, all the sort of, Steven Seagal's, you know, even all the old school, so yeah. absolutely loved him. Um, and then as, as sort of time went on, I, I remember, I remember watching Training Day and Denzel Washington in that, and I just thought, mate, that is brilliant. His acting was absolutely, it, it just it just stood out to me. Um, so, yeah, it, it's just sort of, um, it's just things like that. And, and I've, I've got another, sort of another one coming up, which is just a battle scene where they want like a barbarian style gimmick. Um, so I'm, I'm grateful to get the Amazon one because I'm going to be able to talk a lot more in it. Yeah. Uh, rather than, just kind of grunt and, and get killed. <laughs> so I love, I, do you know what I like? Obviously, it's it's people retaining their lines from a script. Because I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I'm always, I'm, I'm literally mesmerized by how these actors retain all of all the verbal side for, for, these, for these roles. So how do you find that? Oh, what I found is, is nine times out of ten, so the ones that I've done, and um, a, a lot of them have been sort of short films or episodes or pilots. Um, 
And nine times out of ten, the the producers aren't too fussed if you get the word if you get the line word for word. They want you to kind of indulge with the character and kind of see what would sound right. And I think, um, lucky enough, because of the wrestling and being able to do promos and, you know, the, the, the promoter and the booker will always come to you and say to you, oh, we want you to do a promo. And they won't tell me word for word because they just say, we want you to go down this line. And they give you a little bit of free running with it. And sometimes I think, oh, I just wish you'd had a script for me so I could go off. Um, but in this sense, in this sense, it's good that you have a script um, oh mate, the outtakes are brilliant. The outtakes are fantastic, you know. <laughs> and you know, I'm always cracking daft jokes and and, and um, you know, using using my colour as as a, as an advantage <laughs> to make jokes. <laughs> That's cool, man. No, no, it's amazing. Absolutely, it's brilliant. I, I love the fact you're getting roles as well. I'm sure, it's Tuesday, it's going to be good. I can't wait to see that on Prime. I'll have to keep my subscription with Prime. I think. <laughs> let, <laughs> let, let us know when it's dropping. H. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. absolutely. Definitely. Right, I'm going to put you on the spot now. I'm going to go back to wrestling. Yep. I always ask the guys, maybe maybe a top three matches. I I find it hard myself to limit myself to three. But yeah, off the top of your head, top three matches as as a fan. Maybe when you were growing up, maybe some more recent stuff, fan fan perspective. I know it's hard, H. Okay. Top top three matches that I've watched. Right. Well, the first one I'm going to go with is WrestleMania Five. Right. Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan, where the mega powers exploded. Brilliant. Just. Uh, just brilliant. I just and, and I don't care. Even if you're not a wrestling fan, you would enjoy that match. Um. Then I'm gonna go for Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels ladder match. The first one that they had, and then number three. Well, this is actually this is so difficult. <laughs> it's so difficult. I could do, I could do a top fifty. <laughs> like when they asked um, me about a Mount Rushmore of wrestlers, I can't limit yeah, myself. I can't limit yeah. myself, but yeah. You know, there's this in my, in my head. There's a there's an Undertaker and a Shawn Michaels match up there, but then I've also seen a fantastic match, which is, which is not a main event match, but if I, a, a Dean Malenko and a Chris Benoit match, which was superb, but yeah. that's just for the technical side of stuff, do you know what I mean? So, so um, I, I, but yeah, I'd be torn between between them two in that sense, yeah. It's quite, quite the mix, quite the mix. I just watched the yeah. uh, Shawn Michaels documentary, actually, on uh, yeah. WWE do with A&E, amazing, I'll tell you what. <laughs> he tried Vince's patience. <laughs> uh, he said like and Undertaker said like as well he didn't get on with him there's many years there where he did he said when Sean when Sean obviously went the religious route uh, they like you know they get they get on like a house on fire now but yeah you can't yeah. say he still delivered he still delivered oh, man. You, know, every, you know time and time again you can't definitely definitely one of the best I mean you'd be daft not to class him as as one of the best, you know, maybe the best in-ring performer, as they call it, you know. Flair, so. Flair said it. Flair said yeah. it on that 
I mean, it does come from Ric Flair. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, I think, um, you know, and he was, uh, I, I was at his Hall of Fame induction. I was over for that. Oh, and he, he, he never, he never lost sight as much as he was, I think he was arrogant with talent backstage. He always, he, he said about the fans, he was never arrogant. You know, oh, yeah, he yeah. appreciated the fans, which it, as much as he had his demons and stuff like that, uh, which was nice to hear. But yeah, yeah, some good, good mixture of matches there, H. <laughs> you know, like fan reaction with Ultimate, Ultimate Warrior and Hogan. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. You because know, everyone always talks about the Hogan and Rock. Um, you know, it, it, when when officially when Hollywood Hogan and the Rock went against, and how the fans sort of switched. But the split between Warrior and Hogan, oh, you know, for that time, it's just deafening, isn't it? Yeah. Just so, so good. I love it when they always say about Edge, Edge and Christian being ringside, and they, like, zoom in when they were kids. And then yeah, yeah. It's about to think, isn't it? Like, they ended yeah. up being, like, you know, they got to the tippy top in the business. So, yeah. No. H, I think it's perfect now in closing to tell the listeners and the viewers where they can find you. So, yeah, Shake Al Shamstuff. Yeah, just, just your social. Oh, geez, so yeah. They can find yeah. your point, points of contact. Brilliant. So, yeah, so um, Instagram. Instagram is probably the main bit where it's just at Shake Al Sham. Um, Twitter is the other sort of handle that you could use. Um, that you could use it. Shake Al Sham, yeah. Uh, but thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me today. It's been good. It's been an absolute blessing, mate. Finally got it. Finally got it done. I know you you squeezing me in to do it as well. I appreciate it, mate. No, not at all. It's uh, it's been been an absolute pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure to have. But before we go, before you go, you've got to give me your top three as well. In the matches, <laughs> matches, they're all they're all Bret yeah. Hart. They're all Bret Hart. Are they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you know I was at SummerSlam '92 when wow. I was there. I was at Wembley Stadium with Dad. Was, so, was that with the was, was that with the bulldog? Bulldog and Brett. Uh, I mean, I was six years old at that point. So I always say I I said this to Tyson Kidd, T.J. Wilson, when we were on. You know, he's obviously very close to the family. And yeah. I, said, I wish I wish I was older. I wish I was older. Uh, I, I I remember it, but not to the extent that I could have done if I was older watching it. But yeah, Brett Brett versus Bulldog. Uh, Mr. Perfect versus Bret Hart, SummerSlam '91. Wow, what a match! Absolute masterclass. And I've said it before, it's when he took Perfect Singlet, as much as he had the, yeah. the yeah. title, which was what he was fighting for, it was he had the, you know, Perfect Singlet as a trophy over his shoulder. Yeah. Just little things. Not that, I, not that I noticed that or thought much of it as a kid, but when you watch it and you're a bit older. When you watch it, that's yeah. yeah. And then finally, Roddy Piper and Bret Hart at uh, WrestleMania 8. At the Hoosier, oh, it's, uh, it's how they, it's how they got everything in in 13 minutes, and, and the promo beforehand. Piper's going off on one saying he went to Hart House, and Mrs. Hart <laughs> was slapping on the bologna on the sandwiches. So, <laughs> it was only one piece of bologna, but I was hungry. <laughs> He's just like <laughs> typical, typical Piper. And then, you know, and he, and he made Brett. It was, it was a transition. It was to make Brett, wasn't it, Piper? Put him over amazing, you know, uh, yeah, just just yeah, everything, yeah. just everything yeah. about the, all their matches, not necessarily in that order, H. Yeah, no, really, that's a, again a great point, Shui. It's, it's uh, such a professional thing to do, isn't it? Putting people over 
and doing it in the right manner. You know what I mean? It's brilliant. Brilliant. Time, timeless, all that matches. Absolutely. My guest today it is Sheikh El Sham, H. Hydri, film star, wrestler, head of year. He's a school teacher as well. I do not know. I do not know you get it all in. And then you're going to be training people at Claw in Wigan there yeah. very, very soon. Can't wait to call your matches at Superstar Pro. I'm looking forward to that with Mike Angus. Thank you so much for coming on to Choose Us Podcast today. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute honour. Thank you. A big thank you to Powered 4 TV for putting the episodes up on the on-demand service there. Big thank you to John Scott and Rich Crowhurst for all the support. Really appreciate it week in, week out. Nothing's ever a problem. Also, we're doing Powered 4 TV Big Fight Weekly, the MMA and boxing show with my cousin Rich and John. I've put on these first it's been fantastic with that thank you to Chris Dutton again as always for the superb editing I couldn't do this without him and fantastic job once again thank you to Mike Angus for the intro as always to the show you can find the Stu's Wrestling Podcast merch at WrestleMerchCentral.com there is loads of stuff lots of different items that you can get mugs, hats face coverings, t-shirts, hoodies, even the new varsity jacket with embroidered Stu's Wrestling Podcast logo on it. Big thank you once again to Dean and the team for listing my products on there. Great work, great work. And we will see you soon for the next episode of Stu's Wrestling Podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.